Welcome to Draw One Last Breath Horror Podcast. My name's Matt. And I'm Paul. Welcome to the 69th episode, you heard it right, 69 special. 69. On this, <laughs> on, this, uh, on this episode, we have been to Netflix for the latest offering of the movie Spree. And also our movie from the vault is The Amazing Tremors. We, a bit, a bit, we had a bit of bacon in us. Oh, naughty. Two separations of, bracket, of bacon. All roads lead to bacon. Yeah, fucking A. How you been then, dude? Yeah, not too bad. How are you in this, uh, fifth, what are we in now, 54th pandemic lockdown? Yeah, man. Just bring it on. What? Bring What's going down. on? I don't know. I don't know. I've been, I've had interviews, jobs, blah. I've been busy. I've been watching lots. Do you know what? I've been tucking in to a lot of stuff. Feasting on a plethora of movies. Yeah, huh? and TV series. And TV series. And actually. TV, you naughty boy. I've been binging some shit. Forget all that Cobra Kai that you know is awesome. Oh, shut up. That was amazing. That's taken up most of my life for the last week. Well, I dove into something else as well that was on Netflix. So not only did uh, we have the lovely Cobra Kai, uh, cheesy goodness, there's a, a little Asian uh, horror series that we talked about on the last episode called Sweet Home. Okay. Any good? Um, fucking great. Absolutely really? fantastic. I mean, really, cre- really creative. I thought for a start, it was sort of like watching a Resident Evil game at some at some points. Um, really bloody, really gory, and uh, it's only like ten episodes. But they're about like they're roughly about an hour long, about fifty minutes an hour. But yeah, it was um, fantasy horror, bit CGI monsters and stuff like that. But mm-hmm. very, very maybe very heavy on the CGI, but they also mixed in as they do with the you know the physical sides as well and it's great it's just like about um a group of people in a apartment block and shit goes down people start fucking frothing up the mouth and turning into these oh you caught my attention yeah they they just start turning into these fucked up monsters and then um you know they're just stuck in an apartment block and it's just like loads but there's loads of intrigue and like um, like storytelling, like why, why is it, you know, the outbreak there and all this sort of stuff. And it's everywhere. It's fucking nuts. Um, and it's really some high octane stuff with some good drama, some very, great characters in there as well. Really, really fun. Um, and um, I thought it was quite interesting. It had a bit of an Ikea, Ikea vibe as well. Okay. Sort of thing. It was just, it was really good fun. And it's got potential for another season, definitely. There's the store, there's stuff where this story can go. Okay, I think I'll give that a watch then because I was thinking about it. But yeah, definitely have to have a go on that. Yeah, I would, mate. It's it's really good. Ten episodes of um, if you've got the time. I know you know subtitled, but we love that shit. And some of the monsters are so fucking weird and so bonkers in there. It's fucking cool. But it ain't no kitty. Ain't no. It ain't no goosebumps. Yeah, <laughs> tentacles. Well, yeah, amongst other things. I mean, there's one fucking dude who's just like a giant. Um, bulbous part of muscle, basically. It's fucking okay. fun. It's good, and there's like you know, the badasses with the samurai swords and all sorts of shit. So it's cool, man. Sounds good. Worth checking out. Um, I stayed on with a little bit of the the uh, Asian bandwagon as well, and I got I rewatched Train to Busan. Cool. And then I watched for the first time Peninsula. Did you like it? No spoilers, because I still haven't watched it yet. I've got the steel book <laughs> sat on my shelf. Mate, honestly, it's um, Fast and Furious meets Zombies. Okay. I don't know, but it's it's got it's got that charm, wit, and uh, dark dark humour mixed with some fucking. It's just a lot, you know, a lot of um, rushing about and stuff like that. It's just it's on, it's go go go. Yeah, it's yeah. great. Good fun, really good fun. Yeah. Really enjoyed it, and um, you know, I think I still think the zombies are great in it, and uh, you know, the outbreaks there. It, it's really interesting. I, I really, I really got on with it. I watched, I watched more in that world as well. So, 
nothing really to do with the first one. Just literally on its own, but you know, in that set in that same world. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's fucking, it's top notch, mate. It's worth a watch. We should have reviewed it, man. It should have been one. It would have been a great. We we would have if it was at Fright Fest, but it got pulled, didn't it? So yeah, that mate, honestly, that would have fucking killed it. It yeah. would have absolutely killed it. But oh well, <laughs> never mind. Um, another one I caught, which was on where was that one? It was on Netflix, I believe. Um, called The Possession of Hannah Grace. So I went. I you know me. I don't want to watch those fucking supernatural horror movies by myself i try to avoid them i just want to watch fun blood yeah. but i put myself through a proper horror movie i suppose and a little possession movie um and it wasn't bad bit of bone cracking you know lots of that it embraced it like properly and i don't know the some of the kills weren't half bad in it um it wasn't no jane it was sort of like on the lines of like that autopsy of jane doe did you watch that last year? I think you yes, did. Yes, I yeah. did, yeah. But it's on the vein of that in terms of the um, premise, I suppose, yeah. of it. Um, with maybe a bit more of a, I've got to kill the demon sort of thing. Um, but you get well, very... I'll let you in on a little secret. I've seen this movie as well. Oh, have you? What did you yeah. I think I've even spoke to you on the podcast about it, but never mind. <laughs> maybe that's why I watched it. <laughs> but no, yeah, I, I enjoyed it. I thought it was all right. Actually, it's quite good. Yeah, not quite bad, good. was it? But no, you're right, you're right. It's a, a, a it's got kind of beats of uh, uh, Jane Doe in it, but definitely autopsy of Jane Doe. Yeah, it's good. I really enjoyed it. I thought it was a good one. Could definitely, yeah. one of those ones that not many people would have seen pop up, like you'd probably have to search for it. Um, but yeah, I, I thought the characters were good. So what else did I watch? Wow. I watched a little short, which... I don't know who recommended it. I think it was uh, possibly Geordie Paul. Um, no, was it? Uh, other Side of the Box? So I saw that being recommended to us via somebody on our social media. I don't know who it was now. I don't know who to give credit to. Can you remember? Oh, I think it was, was, it, was I tagged in it. Or were we both yeah, you, we, I can't remember now. I well, I saw it. And I saw it on <laughs> Uh, and uh, so I, I sort of dived into it, found it, watched it. <whistles> wow. That's crazy. Yeah. 15... Where, where was it? YouTube? Uh, yeah, I think so. Okay. Um, I, I, think I, just, I think I just clicked on the link and, and watched it. But yeah, honestly, we, we love our little shorts, mate. And this was so, I don't know, it had, that, it had a real It Follows sort of vibe to it. Like oh, that nice. sort of level of creepiness. Um, no, not in a stalker level. It's just think about a box that you can't look away from. Um, that you shouldn't oh. look away from. And if I've you do, many of those in my time, uh, believe me. If you, <laughs> bastard. If you look at the box, <laughs> it's a cardboard box. Um, and you and you look away from it, this little head pops out. And every time you look away from it, more of the more of it pops out. It's like, don't look away from the fucking box. And yeah, it's fucking. Oh, it's, I'm definitely gonna watch that. I'll watch it in a full blown. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, uh, as soon as we get off the pole, I'm gonna watch that. That sounds creepy as fuck. It was creepy as fuck, man. <laughs> <laughs> I loved it. Um, but yeah, that sort of kept me busy, um, over the last like couple of weeks. I've watched, I started watching a couple of things. On Shudder as well, one called Fingers. I'm halfway through at the moment, um, which is a bit batshit. I think. Uh, did you say that popped up on that was a fright fest? I think it was one of uh, one of the fright fests. Yeah, but there's a few things that popped on Shudder that are very interesting at the moment. Um, Hunted looks very interesting for maybe a future watch to mm. uh, review, and it's just popped up. But no, nothing with twenty a 2021 date stamp yet. Mm. So what to be need to keep an eye out for that sort of stuff. But yeah, that's that's sort of what I've been up to. And Busy what boy. Been, yeah, what have you been watching? Well, like I said, I've been... Oh! Oh, sorry, Carol. One more thing. Yes. I'm halfway, I'm about six seasons in to watching the 2017 um, The Mist TV oh, show okay. on Netflix. Actually, pretty decent. Not really... Not, I'm, not, I'm not 100% sold on it. I love the Tom Jane fucking Mist... You know, they're all caught in, a, in the supermarket and stuff like that. I think that, the fucking movie was great. 
but not completely sold on it. But the f- they don't hold back on the blood and the gore. So, you know, it's got my vote. Very creepy scenes in it. Only 10 episodes, so I thought I'd give it a go. Nice. But yeah, that was the last thing. Sorry, sorry to interrupt you. Go on, dude. What have you been watching? Not much, really. Um, like I said, um, I smashed through Cobra Kai. completed that. So that was good. But horror-wise, I've not really watched anything else apart from a little bit of the news. And that's enough horror at the moment. But no, I need to get my... um south in check and start getting through some stuff well yeah you do mate like uh like loads of stuff popping on shutter i'm 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 getting content i'm getting involved in shutter big time at the moment for me uh, because i haven't watched any it's even more overwhelming for me because there's so much uh i just don't even know where to start (laughs) i don't know if anybody else feels like out there i felt felt that that too but i just sort of dived into i tried that lizzie didn't really get on with it so fingers, I'm kind of enjoying a little bit. It's fucking a little bit quirky, a little bit cool. I like stuff like that, though, that's a bit weird and different. Like, you know me, I like it sometimes. Something that's going to push different ideas and different boundaries and stuff. Well, that sounds like you had a good old time. Should we get us to some news? Yeah, news. Let's do it. Right, let's start. Oh. What you got, dude? Wow. Interesting. Um, a little bit of uh, trivia for you. Scanners is 40 years old. Wow. That my, my head is blown. Literally. Okay. You like that? that was, yes. Loved yeah, it. I did that. Loved okay. it. So, yeah. So, it's, it's, it's um, out in 1981. So, that's 40 years ago. Took 14 million at the box office. And it still holds 70% on Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah. But it is a classic. We we reviewed it back on the pod, which was... Early, early one. Yeah, it was an early one. I remember I was actually on holiday in Spain when I watched it. Um, but it's a great movie. Very, very good. It's such a shame that, that um, they haven't really updated it and made a new one, really. I thought they could do something really good with that. Especially uh, now uh, Brandon Cronenberg could jump on it and do, do a new version, which would be cool. Fucking right. I'd love to see that. Why not? He, he did good. He did well with Possessor. I'd love to see something else. Definitely. Um, <clears throat> other little bits. Um, obviously, I texted you in the week about uh, Justin Benson and Aaron Moorhead. My prediction came true. I can't believe it. Um, they've been given a Marvel, a Marvel property. Obviously, it's a TV show, not a movie. I don't know much about this character. You might, but being quite a big Marvel fan. Uh, but they've been given uh, Moon Knight to direct the TV show Moon Knight. Um, which would be quite interesting. Um, put their spin on it. Uh, we'll see where that one goes. There's not really much information out at all at the moment, apart from they've just been signed up. But I thought that's great for them. Obviously, coming off the back of Synchronic that we still haven't seen yet, um, and The Endless. Uh, but I hope those guys do really, really well. Cause Wish them all the, the success. The Endless, I mean, fuck me, that's a great movie. And uh, what was the other one I watched? Uh, Spiral? No. Yeah, it was fucking. That's great. Those two yeah. alone, they yeah. they was like just the endless. Yeah, Moon Knight. Not sure about this character. I think he's a dude. I'm not sure if he's a dude with a cloak or if that's the cloak. Not really sure. Need to have a look into it. Yeah, I mean that'd be interesting. I mean, whatever they do, their spin on something superhero might be quite interesting and taking a different direction. But it's good that the that Marvel are taking this this risk on different kind of directors and, and new. Uh, it's just great. They've all, they always have, haven't they? Really, let's be honest. But yeah, so that's cool. And my last bit of news, and this is something to put in the bank because I really, really want to see this movie, and I don't know if you've seen the trailer, but it's called Shadow in the Cloud. No, never heard. Not heard this one. You might have when I said, when I tell you what's about and who's in it. So it's starring Chloe Grace Moretz, and she is basically a B-17 pilot and it's during the war and I don't know if you know about the myth about the, obviously we've spoke about it on our Gremlins episode but what what the Gremlins word comes from, if you can remember when I did it on my Matt's Facts No mate, it's not off the top of my head, go on So, during the war back in the day, during the war um, American pilots used to call if they had a problem with their kind of jet, they would call them gremlins in the system, like in the in the jet. Um, and this looks like it's basically taken that kind of premise and put it in the air. 
So these gremlins are real existing beasts or like creatures that are attacking the plane. And it looks by the, the, the kind of trailer like it's going to be like her versus these things. And the trailer looks fucking batshit. Yeah, I tell a lie. I've seen the trailer. It's it fucking, looks, it looks awesome. Are so we badging that one under horror then? Are we horror fantasy maybe sort of? Oh thing? yeah, it's definitely definitely under horror because it's got Sweet. fucking big ass monsters in it. Game so on. We can put that one in the bank, mate. That's all the news I've got. Have you got anything at all you would like to share with me? Wow, I don't know. There was another sort of announcement for a movie that's due out this year at some point called mm. Time Times Up. Okay. And they just announced the cast. It's on basically about on New Year's Eve, a faculty part, part, party for teachers, ste reading from the suicide of bully student goes horribly wrong when a unexpected guest arrives. Now, unexpected guest is Father Time. So it just sounds like a little bit of a, a slasher centered around New Year's Eve, which is quite interesting. I haven't really seen one centered around. I think around... I read about something about this one. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know too much about it, but like it looked really interesting from the uh, from the poster. Mm. Um, some no, the cast is like not anyone like really well known. Um, I think there's somebody like who played the siren in VHS. Okay, so that should be quite interesting. Um, Hannah Fearman, so that's cool. But don't know, it's just one to watch, one to look for, um, for a potential future episode. I think. So yeah, I thought that was pretty cool. Um, what else have I untucked? Oh yeah, no, <laughs> I don't know if you saw the poster for this. This fucking cracked me up. Uh, Nicholas Cage is uh, attacking some horror again. So we've had Color Out, Color Out of Space, uh, Mandy. Oh, you know the man can't do anything wrong as far as I'm concerned. So he's got a new one <laughs> called Willie's Wonderland. You heard about this? Yeah, yeah. Nicholas Cage goes up against murderous animatronics in Willie's Wonderland this year. Fucking, you know, insane. it's like you, you know, you just slot them into like the Banana Splits movie or something like that. Yeah, yeah. I love a toy, you know, a, you know, demonic toys, puppet master, those sorts of fucking movies. So bring it on. Oh, killer robots would be quite cool. Yeah, I'm well up for this. So yeah, I'd be up for that would be fucking funny as fuck. Yeah, it will be fun. Didn't this come out of nowhere? And I felt that we should know about this. Um. Suddenly they've announced the cast for Amazon's reboot for I Know What You Did Last Summer. Yeah. It's turned it into a TV series. Oh, is it a TV series? That's what it looks like to me. How interesting. I might might have got that wrong, but it looked like they were ready to start, like, you know, they they did with Scream. Yeah. So, yeah, it's a a TV series. I Know What You Did Last Summer. So, any of the actors in it? They're all probably new, young, probably been in loads of cool shit that I haven't seen before. But yeah, so always up for that. I mean, I watch, I try to watch the Scream TV series. Mm. Yeah, I tried with that and I, I just I couldn't get into it. And all depends what route they go. If they go like the fluffy teenage route, it's just like, we'll see what happens there. Yeah, I mean, well, I suppose we're getting to a stage now where, you know, kids who grew up in the 90s, Suppose there that people are going to start telling, retelling those sort of stories and stuff like that. That's what we're up against. You know, we've been we're constantly telling about the eighties, but there were some treats of the nineties. We know, of course, there was, of course. Um, that's about. So I have got a couple of bits about a toy announcement, which you, I know you were like. The garbage pale kids and the mad balls are joining forces for a cross, crossover collaboration this year. Are they? So fuck knows what that's going to look like, but I do Jesus love the garbage pale kids. Maybe not the movie. <laughs> <laughs> right up there with Troll 2. <laughs> um, but yeah, there we go. Um, and a couple of uh, treats that have popped up onto Netflix, Hunted and Before the Fire. Another uh, a global... <laughs> this might sound familiar. A global pandemic engulfs Los Angeles. Mm. <laughs> so Before the Fire. So they... You know, these uh, pandemic movies are probably going to start coming out this year. Mm. We're probably going to see some interesting ones. Um, I thought you had one more bit of news. Yes, I have, mate. Yeah. So you might have heard uh, Geordie Paul on previous episodes, but we just want to say a massive congratulations on his uh, second child. 
Um, it is, it is, he is <laughs> called Freddie George Stevens. And he, nice. So congratulations to you both. And, uh, I hope everything's cool, man. And we'll definitely have you on again soon. Diddly dee. Congratulations. Diddly dee. <laughs> I mean, again, he's not, <laughs> you know, he's from, he's from Newcastle. Um, so Freddie, so that's good. I, I did try and get him to say, to call it Chucky. Well, I, I tried uh, with Grogu, but right. know, none of it. <laughs> but Freddy's cool. Freddy's dead. Good, yeah, it's a good strong name, Freddy George. I mean, that's probably not what you want to hear, Geordie Paul. But you know, you named him after Freddy Krueger. Freddy with an I. Freddy with an I. Freddy Krueger. Yeah, but that was a Y. But <laughs> George A. Romero, good strong name. Nice, nice. Cool. Well done, mate. Congratulations. Oh, yeah. Now we've uh, congratulated uh, Mr. Geordie Paul. Uh, let's move on to our main review. Oh, I'm a gummy bear. Yes, I'm a gummy bear. Oh, I'm a yummy, tummy, funny, lucky gummy bear. I'm a jelly bear. Right, this episode's main review, we are talking Spree. Uh, it was one of the few movies that actually made it into the cinema last year, um, which was uh, for maybe like a couple of weeks when you could actually go. But we didn't get to go and see it, did we, Matthew? No, we didn't. The cinema was closed. So starring Joe Keery uh, from Strange Things, oh, the old good old Steve, um, uh, Sashir Zamata and David Arquette, the fucking Arquette. Uh, we have a sort of modern day, um, influencer sort of horror movie, which, uh, you know, f- basically thirsty for, fo- for a following. Kurt, N- um, Kunkel is a rideshare driver who has figured out a deadly plan to go viral. So this movie is all about an influ- uh, an influencer who, um, has no one to influence. And wants to find a way to become infamous um, through his, uh, basically, for, the, for those in the UK, uh, Rideshare is basically Uber. And he's put a load of fucking cameras in there to record his deeds. I mean, this is like another, like a social media movie, isn't it? It's all set on his phone, on GoPros and all sorts of stuff. That's, that's where the premise of this movie. What are your first thoughts, Matthew? Wow. <clears throat> Joe Kerry can act. He's a beast in this movie. I've got to say it from the get-go. Absolutely astounding performance. Um, yeah, you've you've said all the right things. It's, it's, it's a massive kind of thing that's so huge at the moment and in the eye of everyone, especially at the moment where we're in a pandemic. It's just a, so social media driven um, and it's full of um is this right is this wrong um is it healthy is it not healthy does it help people or doesn't it help people um it, it touches on loads of loads of good subjects and it covers loads of them i mean just it covers the me too movement it covers snowflakes it, you know it, is it right to want this much fame and to be liked to be loved um, I mean, let's talk. Let's talk about um, the character Kurt. I mean, Kurt's what, world. Yeah, Kurt's world. <laughs> what is this? What is this thing? Kurt's world nineteen something? Can it? Oh, what was yeah. it? No, Kurt's world nineteen. You know, he's not the first one. He's not even the first yeah. Kurt's world. <laughs> yeah. That's how much of a fucking loser he is. He's a bit of a loser, and he's so dirty. Yeah, he's I mean, he's just trying to basically um, be the best YouTuber ever, but is is is. Okay. It's, it's more, it's more Instagram. Right. Is it YouTube, Instagram? I don't know. It's all social media, isn't it? It looks like it's more like um, kind of like live Instagram and kind of live feeds. It's all live kind of stuff with people commenting live. But obviously, he's just not great at it, and he's just desperate and so fame hungry to to get followers and likes and comments. It's just oh. it's everything he does is all about this his channel he just he just wants to make it famous and be as big as his friend 
Which is hilarious. Well, his, his kid that he used to babysit. And he's like, his, his line is, if you're not documenting yourself, you don't exist. And it's kind of interesting. I mean, we're sat here doing a fucking podcast. Um, to, you know, we have a, a you know, a, we have a few, a few of you breathers out there. But like, like we said all along, if it was just me and Matt talking, we'd still do it. Yeah. And, you this know. Thing, it's just like, we, 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 we don't care about that shit, but there is a lot of people out there that do. Sadly. Or maybe not sadly. Yeah, but, you know, it's, it's not like a negative thing. If you can, if you want that sort of life, there are lots of people making fucking good bunts out of it and stuff like that. It's a, it's a big market and you're a small fish. And I think this, this um, film portrays that in a kind of good way to a point. Yeah, uh, it does show you the sort of extent someone might go to to fucking try and make it themselves. And the fact that it deepens into the, the fact that the people watching or not watching, um, will they fucking believe what they're seeing? Mm-hmm. Will they just see it? Because are we getting desensitised to like, you know, all the everything that we see on a day to day basis? I mean, we've got a real fucking pile of shit, fucking thing going on at the moment. But is there, you know, fake news, mis misinformation, all that sort of stuff? It's, it falls into all sorts of interesting things. But what does Kurt do to try and get his piece of the pie, Matthew? Well, this is the thing. It's just like. He just decides to ride around in his, um, what's his business called? I can't remember what they're called now. Rideshare. Oh, is it Rideshare? Is it? I thought it was called an actual name. Um, it's Rideshare. That's the app. Oh, is it Rideshare? Are you sure? I'm sure it's called something else. Um, but yeah, he obviously, he does this Rideshare thing where he picks up people and it, it, and it makes it cheaper if you share a cab with someone else or not. And he just decides that, I think to to kind of make an impact, he think he just wants to kill people, <laughs> and just it's, it's it's a good little idea because it's really clever. It? <laughs> but no, no, I mean uh, the the premise of the film has how how because he just don't give a shit. He's just he's obviously got some issues, <laughs> obviously, um, but it's the way he does it. It's just like so carefree, just like it's just like I don't know eating a burger or. You know, yeah, it's listening to some music, which there's, there's no, there's no um, empathy. Well, so you could say he's a complete and utter psychopath or a sociopath. You don't know, but he's just there's no empathy towards what he's doing. He's got a goal of becoming infamous. It's not even like frantic or, um, you know, there's no there's just no thinking towards it. He's got a plan and he's going to show the world, but there's just no like um, thought process or like hint that he sort of thinks that this is wrong he just sees this as a way of like um it's almost as if something fucking just broken in him and uh now it's just like i'm gonna get fu- i'm gonna i know what people want i'll fucking go around in my car and i'm gonna drug people and i'm fucking gonna uh kill them and no one fucking's even watching <laughs> no it's like it's, you got like six people watching or something and it's um and and that's it's just so, it's so funny that he just, he's just not that good at it either, which is, which is even funnier. Um, but he, you know, the, the actor that Joe Carey that plays him is just, it's just, it, it's brilliant because throughout the whole thing, he's in the whole movie and it's just captivating and he's just like, he's got to hold this movie on his shoulders. And he's got to give the performance of his life, and he's and he's so believable as that character. And like I completely forgot about Steve from from kind of fucking Stranger Things, and it's just like he becomes this just crazy character, and you kind of like really start to begin to really like him, not because he's murdering people, because he's so funny and the things he says, and it and it's kind of like it's endearing in a way that he's just, you feel kind of, he's an underdog. Yeah. And you feel, you kind of feel sorry for him at some points. I mean, you know, they touch on that. He hasn't had a great life. His dad's not really there much. His, you know, he's, he's obviously from a kind of broken home. He's obviously got, not got many friends. He's a bit insecure. Um, but then he just, yeah, just decides to do this to up his game and it, progressively gets more and more and more um yeah he gets more and more more and more followers and and more and more of a plan 
um, to actually, uh, for people who are actually watching it. At one stage, yeah, it's like, you know, I think nearly, you know, looking at the count, 56,000 people watching at one stage. Yeah. Uh, and I love that there's a great cameo from Misha Barton in it, um, which is, um, she's from uh, the OC. I don't know if you've ever watched the OC. She was in the others as well. Oh, yes, yes. Yeah, when she was young, wasn't she? Yeah, she was the girl yeah, under yeah. the table, wasn't she? So, yes, yeah, she, she was a, did a quick cameo in this, which was quite quite funny. Um, what was her, she, I missed that. What was her cameo? You know, there's three people he picks up, and there's a, a blonde guy, and uh, and they go through the sunroof. Spoilers out there. Um, yeah, she was the passenger, obviously. On In the, the front seat. Yeah, who kind of like starts to kind of like come onto him in a kind mm. of weird, freaky way. Um, but yeah, I mean, it just, I don't know, it just brings on that whole social element about um, kind of like, you know, uh, uh, in, in major big influences and these, these people that do like YouTube channels, are they, it kind of portrays a lot of them as being quite assholeish. Quite a lot. Wow. I don't know. I mean, I, you know, I don't really, I, I kind of agree with that sort of premise of it. You know, the ones that I've seen, some of them are a bit arseholeish. Yeah, but then I, I follow a lot of people on YouTube who are, are nothing like that. But obviously I watch geeky shit and unboxing videos and stuff. But they're, they're, they're just honest, collective, collective people. I mean, there are all these kind of other people that, you know, <clears throat> that have a lot more followers that kind of have million, you know, I mean, what is it? Kylie Jenner gets something like two million dollars to mention one item. Two million dollars. Right, didn't she sync Snapchat almost or something like that with just one comment or something like that? But basically, like, yeah, she can advertise something herself and she'll get two million dollars just for saying, hey, guys, check out my new Gucci handbag. Yeah. They're available now and that will be sold out. It's an insane, insane thing to think of if you really, really think about it. I know you're not interested in that sort of thing, but there are obviously millions and millions of people that are, and they do it, and they go out and they buy it. Well, that's what I, I mean, I'm, a, I'm a sucker. I watch unboxing videos, I'm like, I want that, that looks so cool. And yeah. they, they're, they're, they're totally different to the fashion side of things, like with Kylie Jenner, it's, it's a different kettle of fish, obviously. But whatever, whatever interest, whatever interest you make. I mean, I didn't. I just thought maybe that like, it might be like, is it too cool for me? I didn't really understand the premise, maybe. But you know, I, I understood it enough to fucking thought it was like a going on right now. I'm not oblivious to these no, people. But, uh, it was quite, quite interesting, you know. And there was some good ki- there was some good deaths in it as well. Mm, it was good. It was, was, was fast paced as well, like really, really fast paced and. And kind of just interesting to see how he starts off to as the film gradually goes on, he just gets crazier and crazier, and just by the end of it, he's just wired and just yeah. totally lost it. <laughs> he's had a, he must have had, he's had a lot of energy drinks, and he is just, <laughs> and he's almost like one of those sort of you like I don't know, not killers that are just like. Fuck it, I, I'm like on something. I can't be killed. Every sort of time that he's remotely looks like he's dead, he sort of pops back up, <laughs> pops back up as well, and still with a fucking cheesy grin to his face. I mean, you know, Jesse Adams, the character Jesse Adams and stuff like that, the comedian in it, is quite an interesting character because obviously she's kind of on the reverse. She wants to give. This, she's she's gone out, um, and she wants to give up being in the spotlight and she breaks the phone off and stuff like that. she doesn't want to be in the spotlight anymore but, but does, you know, she? does she is it a ploy um and it's like you know it's sort of those ploys to kind of get infamous and stuff like that and she the way it ends and ties it all up and stuff like that is quite quite she's nice. a great character actually yeah, really, good yeah. actor. really good actor um I, I enjoyed that a lot um because she really really got into the role of that you can see the way they filmed it as well as as she was like a comedian um, it's really, really clever. They make, they really polished it, so it was like proper, genuine. They must have put a lot of time in that and in the comedy circuit and some researched it because it was really clever and it actually felt real. Um, yeah, that 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 was. A, she was a great character, and I liked her, her one-liners as well. Great. Well, Jesse Adams is an actually. Uh, sorry, the uh, Sasha Zamata is a comedian. Actress. Oh, really? And what in real life? And she was a cast member on Saturday Night Live. 
Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, that's cool. I didn't know yeah. that. Excellent. So they did got, that. That would be awesome. Yeah, so they've got comedy shops. And, you know, it's got a good little cast. You know, Joe Keery, David Arquette, Sasha Zemata. It's like a fucking decent cast for, like, the main part of it and stuff. Mm-hmm. And it's a pretty good... I say this is a pretty good start to the year. I enjoyed it thoroughly. I mean, it kept me entertained completely. I uh, thought it was interesting, um, very now. Um, and he just his performance alone gave it a lot of points for me, just because I just thought he smashed it. I mean, watch this space, because he's, you know, obviously Stranger Things, I think, once he starts branching out. I think this was obviously made quite a while ago, because he looks quite young in it. It's definitely not made recent, absolutely not. Um, but, um, yeah, watch this space, because I think after this and more Stranger Things, you're going to see his name about a lot, because I think he's brilliant. Yeah, he's got a lot of hair as well. <laughs> mm. Mm. Um, so, yeah, thoroughly enjoyed this one. Um, I don't know what else we can more we can say. There's only one thing you can say, mate. And that's this. Yeah. Banging soundtrack. Unbelievable. I hope you enjoyed that. Can't do any more than 20 seconds, sorry. You <laughs> <laughs> just spoiled my intro. <laughs> oh, believe me, that's going to be his intro as well. Um, yeah, so now we've got to score this bad boy then. Score the first horror movie of the year. I think, as, as you picked it, I think you should be the one to score it first. This is a tough year. How many breaths out of 10? <laughs> it's get, I think it's getting a seven for me. Seven. Yeah. yeah. I think that's a respectable, respectable amount. Um, I, I would definitely watch it further down the line. I definitely recommend it. I think seven's good. Borderline getting close to an eight, but seven's fair. You happy with that, are you, Matt? Seven, seven breaths out of ten. That's seven fair. breaths out of ten for Spree. Now, we're going to watch it. Yes, definitely go and watch Netflix. it. Support Joe Curry, the future husband to the wife. Of uh, horror, because he's dating that Maker Monroe, isn't he? Oh, you're joking! Yeah. Right, that's gone down a point. <laughs> Two points is five out, five out of ten. <laughs> Bastard. Um, on to next episode. What we're going to be watching? Uh, we are looking to watch the move. Another movie from last year that we didn't catch because we still haven't really you know they're, they're late last year they're, they're still emerging so we're still going to be watching some of the movies that we didn't get to see last year until we see the stamp of 2021 but we're going to go and dive into relic right officially it's not out yet well there you go then <laughs> what do you mean officially i can get it on is it on vod i can get it on vod i can get it at six pound 49 it only came out recently though so it isn't i don't think it's a last year release all right, okay. Six pounds. Right, first. Uh, well, it's six pound. It's six pound forty nine on uh, Amazon Prime at the moment. So yeah, I'm sure though. That's it. Well, yeah, I I got it right here. I can start watching it right here, right now, if you want me to, Matthew. No, don't, because you only get a couple of days. Oh yeah, okay. I'll wait then. I'll do that. Don't be an idiot. But yeah, like, it is. It don't is. be an idiot like I was. I mean, you are an absolute pleb, but yeah, Relic is available for is a for oh fucks can only buy it at the moment, so it's, the rent option's gone. So you got to buy it for nine ninety nine. But we're gonna watch it. That's gonna be our movie. It All is. right. Yes. Now right. let's move on to our movie from the vault. Perfection. A scorched outpost in the middle of nowhere. You know how close I am to leaving this place right now? How close? Maybe that's why Val and Earl decided to leave town. Hey, hold up. That's Edgar Deans. They just picked the wrong day to do it. Jeez. You guys better get the hell out of here. There's a killer on the loose. Could be doing it. Is that a snake? I'll give you boys five dollars for this. Twenty. That's how they get you. They're under the ground. On this episode, our movie from the vault, 
is 1990s. There definitely was gems from the 90s, because this is one of them. Tremors. So natives of a small isolated town defend themselves against strange underground creatures, which are killing them one by one. Kevin Paul, Bacon. give it to me. Kevin Bacon. So we've got... Kevin Bacon. We've got the Kevin, the mighty Kevin Bacon. We've got Fred Ward. We've got Michael Gross. We've got Reba McIntyre. And the amazing Victor Wong. Well, let's not forget, all right, we've got Ariana Richards as well, who was in Jurassic Park. Yeah, but she wasn't really in it that much. She was just a little... Well, she got eaten. Right. Um, Tony, so, Tony Gennaro as well. You know, he's a big fucking deal. I mean, Victor Wong alone. Big big trouble in little ti- China, man. Fucking fame. Come on. This has got a good calibre of um, of actors for a fucking B-movie, man. It's great. A plethora. A, a hamper or a platter of goodness. But right. anyway, this was uh, obviously uh, directed by uh, Roy... Ron. This was directed by Ron Underwood of City Slickers and Mighty Joe Young, to name a few, and written by S.S. Wilson. Give it to me. What did you think of this movie? When? Did, tell me when you first saw this movie. What did you think, Paul? How did you feel? What did it make you feel like as a small child? I was um, nine when this movie first came out. And I don't know if we watched it then or a few years later, but this is almost like a Ghostbusters for me. I mean, for me and my brother, Rob, we would watch this all the goddamn time. This was this was one of the ones that we taped, had on video cassette, and fucking had, just... We had would, the adverts see. between it, because you couldn't see yeah. it. Yeah. yeah. DFS! Big sale! Always DFS uh, adverts, weren't there, when, between when you recorded stuff. Oh, no, it's um, MFI back then. MFI, BFI, BFI? What am I on about? MFI, Massive Fart Indoors. Well, I mean, I was brought up on B-movies watching with my mum, and like we've talked about in the past, and this is just like, you know, this is probably one of the better ones. It like got a bit, had a bit of money, you know, and had a good calibre of actors. I mean, Kevin Bacon had done quite, he'd done a Footloose before this. He he just, he's established uh, Kevin Bacon, but this was this was genius. He's still got a lot of genius to come after this as well. Oh, he's, ama- he's amazing, and he's amazing. But yeah, this, this f- thanks for asking me as well, Paul. Yeah, <laughs> go on, Matthew. So when did you? Uh, when was your first memory? Sorry, what? I don't reply to Matthew. <laughs> Cunt. Only, only my mother can call me Matthew. All right, dude. When was the, when was the first time you watched this? Do you remember? Um, yeah, probably the same kind of as, as you. I, obviously, I didn't watch it at the cinema. I missed it at the cinema. Uh, I was way too young, probably. Um, but yeah, like probably taped off the TV. I definitely rented this from the video store um, time and time again. But yeah, I remember definitely I had it recorded on the old TDK VHS um, with the adverts. Yeah, yeah. So <clears throat> yeah, I, I remember watching it and just being like, this is fucking awesome like literally like big ass kind of worms that live in the ground the name alone of the movie tremors just is perfect whoever came up with that in marketing is fucking brilliant because you know it just when somebody says tremor to me i don't think of an earthquake like you should probably do i think of a big fucking worm with tentacles coming out of his mouth um yeah but i just remember seeing it and being like just blown away by the effects of the puppetry in it and just thinking, how did they do that, and how cool it looked, um, you know, because this is like it was it was made in eighty nine, and it came out in ninety, so we're talking late eighties. And look, the 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 puppetry on it is really good. Top, really good. it's top class. The yeah. fucking the beast, the fuck, the graboids, graboids, are fucking great. And and it's just like a, it's a it's a mate, you know, it's it's a a mates causing shit movie, isn't it? It's just two mates, just like. Just getting by doing It's a stuff. buddy movie, isn't it? It's a buddy, a buddy movie. A buddy movie, but kind of a love letter to 50s kind of sci-fi kind of horror as well. Like, you know, the, the creature feature kind of things. And, and it's just, for me, watching it as a kid, it was just, you know, it was just a really nice, and it might, it might sound weird because there is obviously deaths in it, but a nice, feel-good, 
Because every character in this movie is nice. There's not really any asshole characters because you know when you get those films where the staple is, oh, there's a nice person, there's a scared person, and there's always an asshole in there. There's well, always an asshole. Well, you say that, but then what about the the lad? Um, yeah, but he's a, he's just a happy-go-lucky kid that just Melvin. Melvin, you know, what about yeah, our Melvin? He's not very he's he's not very looked after by his parents. They fucked off, and that's they, one of the things I wanted to talk to you about. Actually, yeah, we'll get on to that. Fuck but, is Melvin's family? <laughs> but like they they like every person, you know, they're not fighting against them because normally when they're in these put in these situations. They kind of, some people go against each other, or there's a double cross, or there's, there's arguments, and then there's that, there's always that evil human element that comes into the film where this doesn't have that. This, this is just people working together, a close knit community that care about each other, and they work together, and it's a happy movie, and it's a feel good movie, but there is death in it. The townsfolk <laughs> of perfection. I mean, we've got, there's a lot to discuss about this fucking movie for a start. There's got like four, 14 people in perfection. But the amount of deaths in this movie, like you said before, it's quite a lot. I mean, we've got Edgar, lots of sheep, you know, Fred. (laughs) Fuck it, come on. If 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 our listeners have not watched this movie, what are you doing? Um, The two workmen... You might have a really nice friend that would buy you the the Arrow exclusive uh, edition box set for Christmas. Arrow. I'll say that again. Arrow. Jim and his wife, the phone tester, and of course, fucking Chang. You know, there's a lot of deaths here, and Nestor as well, fucking out through the tyres. Good deaths, some good death scenes, but oh my god. Right, can we talk about perfection as a town yeah. to start with? Yeah. You'd love this place, wouldn't it? I mean, it's, it's You'd remote. Love around there. It's got the mountains, there's a couple of survivalists, but there's not many people there. It's like tiny, and they've got a fucking big store. They've got a lot of stuff in that store. Maybe it's for maybe it's for people travelling through because they probably get a lot of through traffic that come through. Maybe. maybe, maybe that's how they get away with it. I, maybe I, they deliver it to the other town that's got like a million people that's just you know five miles up the road or something. I don't know. Ch- Chang's making a lot of money. Is all I'm saying. He's loving it, isn't he? Yeah, but the survivalists are great. I'll give you two bucks for the graboid. <laughs> the um. The the couple, you know, Michael Gross, like Bert and uh, Bert and Heather, they're fucking great. You know, it's got it's like a typical, well, a typical American. A prepared, you got that whole prepared culture, mm. and they're taking it to the fucking extreme. The amount of shit yeah. guns. Well, they like. must be hunters. They've got elephant guns and fucking like I don't know. You know, in these times it would be frowned upon, but they're definitely hunters. They've got to be. But again, why are they living like... <laughs> I don't think they are, Matt. I just think they've bought a <laughs> load of guns and they're trying to prepare themselves for every fucking possible situation apart from... Like what do they call them? Um, apocalyptic people? I don't know what they call them. But yeah. Yeah, because yeah, yeah, they've got like a bunker as well, haven't they? They're called survivalists, aren't they? Slight survivalists, that's it, yeah. That's yeah. what it is. And it's like, you know, they've got they built their own house. They built it in the, on... You know, to prepare for nuclear war or whatever the fuck is coming out coming at them. Well, won't keep a big bug, a big fucking worm out though, will it? No, it won't. They did take the fucker out there, which is great. After about fifty rounds of fucking elephant rifles and but guns. every other weapon <laughs> like out that they've got on the fucking wall, and then like they have, still have to break glass to get the big one out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm sure they make their own bullets and stuff like that. It did, um, I, what I did like about it as well is like obviously these two characters, Valentine and Earl, they want to get away from this kind of population of fourteen people. Even though they're managing to tie down jobs within this community, <laughs> um, they, they try and leave and stuff. And when they do eventually kind of leave, they find that that guy. I always remember when I was a kid because it freaked me out a little bit when they find that guy at the telephone pole, mm. and like he's just like frozen. It's just like. Yeah, that freaked me out a little bit. There's that. There's there's some great fucking moments when they come across the um the scientist or whatever the professor as they they all archaeologist. It's not an archaeologist. Oh, no. All right, yeah, she's a uh, something to do with something I can't remember. 
she's she's the you know the love interest Rhonda. Yeah. Um, but you know she's like a size. Is it seismologist? Is that what you'd say it was? That's it. Yeah. Seismologist. There you go. That's a technical term on it. Because um, you know she's taking readings um, on the fault line and stuff, like that, and she's like, "There's unusual fucking activity," and that's how their tremors get. And, you know, she's the one who knows all the shit about the fucking the rocks and conducting and all that shit. She gets so much fucking shit from everyone, like questions, and she's like, "I don't fucking never seen a big fucking bug." In the... But at least she good, looks good running in a pair of tighty whities. That she does. <laughs> but this whole fucking movie's just like. I remember that like. I don't know. Lit something inside of me when I was a kid. It's the music as well. (laughs) It's not the way you skate over there. Yeah. Yeah, the music's clever. Music's clever. The music's very clever in this, and I think it's like, you know, it's got that sort of quickness when there's something wrong. It's got, it's that Jaws sort of fucking theme. It's like. It is, isn't it, really? Come on. I'm not saying they're ripped off Jaws, but it is kind of Jaws on land. Yeah. Kind of. Because it's like, especially the bit when they're kind of all bunkered into, um, what is it Wang's shop like, I love that bit see that's what that's Walter's what shop sorry I think that's just like got me in that's one of the first things that got me into that sort of like apocalyptic you know scenario of like being trapped like you know that's what like Dawn of the Dead probably appeals so much to me it's just like mm-hmm. Tremors probably kicked it off for me and went oh yeah yeah let's like, we've got to hold up somewhere let's hold up in the shop it's or, that whole what would you do kind of thing isn't it yeah. how, how are we going to do this how are we going to work together to get uh, uh, through this kind of thing some great memories from it as well, like Nesta's death through the tyres and yeah. the camera angle. That's like, you need to get higher! It's like, yeah. who, who runs to a fucking tyre? <laughs> the fucking <laughs> Melvin. This thing. Yeah, Melvin's, <laughs> Melvin's a great fucking, like, sort of heel, isn't he, in the whole thing. He's a bit of a douche, but, you know, you still kind of love him and stuff like that. I know what you're saying, but he just gives him so much shit. And it's just, like, the language and the... Um, the quotes and stuff like that is fucking great absolutely great um it's such a fun movie but i did want to discuss with you there's a couple of other, couple of things hmm. um who the fuck is melvin's family are we assume is nesta his dad i don't think so i th- I, I can vaguely remember they kind of i think they fucked off to vegas or something and left him behind <laughs> they keep going. like that- something like that I vaguely remember that's right. I can't remember. He's, he's on his fucking own. As far yeah, as I literally, like, that's why he's such a little prick, I think. He's only, like, 16, 17 or something like that. Just, like, he, just, he just does, he just makes wrong choices, doesn't he? <laughs> just does. But I always, I, I always love the bit where he has a tentacle around him and just runs out of the shop going, ah! It's just brilliant. <laughs> that, that's a classic moment, though. You can't, yeah. can't beat it. Totally agree. Um... And love the music, like I said earlier, the po- during the pole vault. I always remember the pole vault in. Yeah, yeah, classic. He gets it wrong. Um, Earl, as a guy, goes, I'm going to do it. And he, he fucks <laughs> it up straight away. <laughs> yeah. That's another thing. It's like the the kind of like chemistry between, between him, him um, Kevin Bacon and Fred Ward is really, really good. You can just believe that they've been friends for forever kind yeah. of thing. It's like, you know, and the final straw is when they get covered in shit and they're like, I'm out. Yeah. <laughs> but he's, he's always there to kind of like help Fred out, and like with, you know, with a light of the lighting his cigarette with the, I love the whole kind of lighter thing. Who's got the lighter? He's never got a lighter. Somebody else has got the lighter all the way through it. And also the the deciding um, what to do with. Oh, uh, it's paper rock. Yeah. Paper rock, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's just great, and it's like, yeah, there's just like those. It's just so. Oh, are they a bit gay? Nah. It's so. It's just buddy, man. It's just mate. The pace of it is just perfect. I think as well. It, it is just one of those perfect movies. It just keeps on rolling, keeps yeah. on going and going and going. It's just like you know the beats are just there, spot on. Um, like any sort of classic, you know movie from that era Honey I Shrunk the Kids Ghostbusters it's just got those it's got a beat it's got a great beat and it, it wasn't as big I and mean, you'll probably tell me loads of cool shit in a minute but uh, I just I loved it it's definitely Class- definitely one of those movies that is, is special in people's hearts in it as well it's just like you just it's full of memories like when I put it on and watched it I was just like so many memories came flooding back because I haven't watched it for a while to be fair and it's just so, it's just you just forget how 
how just how lovely it is and great to revisit and just what a really cool movie what a great movie and you right broke into the wrong rec room didn't you you bastard <laughs> yeah and uh, like the classic escape the, the escape bit is always that was fucking love that mm. oh yeah get on the you know run get the um the truck how are you gonna get out of there get cat um you know send the lawnmower off the what the wrong way fucking all those bits are just like are just great and, and when like, they blow them up as well, that's quality. Like yeah. just the, the guts, and they just get covered in those, those like the colour is really cool as well. Like of like, like orangey guts just come flying over all the rocks. It's brilliant. It's one thing with the graboids, the little tentacle bits, but when they get the big motherfucker mouth that comes out, I loved it. I think, like you said earlier, the puppetry is fucking great in this. It is just a wonderful movie. Wonderful movie, uh, and. You know, really memorable. Really sticks in you. It's one that I'll always fucking go back to. Definitely. That's why I got it for you, mate. <laughs> double denim. A bit of double denim as well, just for you. You know, that, baking that a double denim. A bit of double denim, mate. Double denim. This is the one movie, though, you know, like, that Kevin Bacon can win win himself back for me. Because, obviously, you know, watching Sleepers and stuff like that. Oh, Hollow Man, he's a bit rapey. Um, it's just like, he's he's such a good actor, unfortunately, that, you know... He tainted himself for a while with that movie sleepers. I couldn't, I couldn't bear to watch him in anything. And then you can go back and watch Tremors. Ah, oh, he's actually, he's actually all right. He's a good guy. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Plays, plays a paedophile too well. <laughs> too well. Woodsman. <laughs> oh God, yeah. <laughs> uh, but he's great. He's done a good, 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 good bit of horror. Obviously, the horror, Hollow Man, Stir of Echoes as well. It's a good. That's he's a cracking one out as well. I can't remember the name of it, but it it's came up. Tough. We talked about it last year, didn't we? Was, there yeah. two, was that the one with the couple in the house? Yes. Yeah, I don't know what it's called now, but we should we should look that one out, I think, if we can find it. There's always yeah. room for bacon, mate. Always. Definitely. And who knew that this could be movie would start and kick off such a fucking franchise that has gone on for um, 20, 20, no, uh, 30 years now. Fuck me, I'm old. 30 years. <laughs> the last, because the last one came out last year. I mean, I don't know if you're going to go into this in your... Seven you know movies and one TV show. Seven movies and one TV show. So I we've can got... can name the character that is in every single one of them. Well, yeah, it's Bert. Yes, correct. Yeah. Ding, 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 ding. I've only seen, won a prize. I've only seen three of them, I think. So, so. Tremors 2. Apparently... Like the later, the later ones are not that bad. I've heard. Right. Well, I'm just gonna go for a little bit of them. Tremors Two stars Fred Ward at, as well. Yes, that's correct. And it's called cool, and it, and it's called Aftershocks. Um, Tremors Three um, is and that uh, is called Back to Perfection, and it stars obviously Michael Gross again. Mm. I don't know what Tremors Four is though. Can't. Um, oh, maybe it's called uh, A Cold Day in Hell. No, no, it's not. Don't know what the I don't know what the fourth movie is. I haven't got that on the list. But the fifth one is called Bloodlines. Then you've got A Cold Day in Hell, and then you've got the latest one last year, which was um, which starred Richard Brake and John Hedder. So that's got to be worth a shot. And it's called Shrieker Island and stuff like that. So just you know, it's like Sharknado. It's getting fucking better and better. <laughs> don't know about that. But I can't find Trem- what Tremors Four is called. That's upsetting. See if I just type in Tremors 4, see what it comes up with. Oh, yeah, The Legend Begins. Yeah, The Legend Begins. Yeah. There, there you go. They, that, that means it's probably done, they've done, have they done a Back to the Future then, where he's like, it's, uh, it's Bert's fucking great, great granddad or something. I it? would imagine so, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love, I love how they come up with these stupid ideas. I think that's brilliant. <laughs> Yeah. All right. Okay. Cool. All right. Well, I, you know, is there anything else you wanted to kind of talk about about this fucking great movie, or did we want to get onto some match facts? Let's do some match facts. Okay. Keep, fucking hit me, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, the writer S.S. Wilson apparently got the idea uh, when he was in the the, Na- the U.S. Navy. For some reason, he was in the California desert. Not much sea around there, but hey ho. And he just thought about it one day, and he just thought, well, wouldn't it be cool? if you kind of, like, had to survive, uh, like, with things underground coming to get you, but you only could hide from them on the rocks. That's how we come up with it, apparently. So, Kevin Bacon 
has actually quoted that this was the single most fun time he ever had on making a movie in his whole career. It fucking looks like it as well, doesn't it? I bet it was. I bet they had a laugh as well. It just looks like a complete ball. It was. I think that's what helps the chemistry. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, you're right. Definitely, definitely shot. Oh, apparently there's only. I didn't even think about this, but there was only two interior kind of shots and two interior kind of things built. Which was one was the shop, and one was the basement of Bert's basement, and that was literally the only inside scenes in the whole thing. Everything else is outside. Which, when you think about it, it's pretty crazy. Well, inside of the car. Yeah, okay, moving on. (laughs) (laughs) This, obviously, film wasn't a massive, massive hit when it came out at the cinema, but it did find its legs on on rental and VHS, and people went out and bought it in their droves, so it's really good. It just had that massive cult following afterwards, which which was cool. And we know that from a lot of those movies, especially, like, even, like, Kevin Smith and all those sorts of stuff... They do make the best movies when they, for whatever reason, the, the art, you know, it, it sucks for the studio. Mm. But, these on, movies... another, on another hand, obviously it didn't do good when it came out, but before, when Kevin Bacon signed on, he was a, a bit of a career low at, at, at his point. He, he hadn't had a lot of roles. And apparently he, when he did sign on, he turned around to his pregnant wife at the time and said, what the hell am I doing? I'm doing a movie about underground worms. <laughs> Is there any, in, on the, um, on the DVDs, the, the Arrow, is there any interviews with Kevin Smith and Fred Walker? Kevin Bacon? Kevin Bacon, yeah. I think there is. There's, there's, there's cast interviews with lots of, lots of stuff. I haven't watched it all yet, so I'm yet to watch it. I wish I could have watched it before this, but it's something to look forward to. Um, Obviously, Reba McIntyre, I don't know if you know, but she's quite a big country singer. Uh, did she do the song then? Yeah, at the end, yeah. Because that's, right, okay, cool. That, that's awesome. For, that's the, so Reba McIntyre is the... Heather, which is, got, uh, which is the wife. The wife, yeah. yeah. So that's cool. She did the, so yeah, she did the outro music. That's yeah, cool. yeah, she did. But that was, that, I thought that was quite cool. Right, originally there was a different ending, so um, Valentine didn't get 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 with the girl at the end. So they, you know, the lighter thing where they keep losing the lighter. One of them's got it, she's got it, he's got it, Bert's got it. Um, at the end, they're driving away from the town to leave, and then one of them goes to light the cigarette, and they can't find the lighter. And then it, it pans back, and apparently she's got the lighter, so it gives them a reason to go back. <laughs> But that was a lighter ending, but people didn't like it, which I'm glad they did go with the original ending because it's a lot better. And the last, the last fact I've got is there is actually a body count of ten, but not including the animals. (laughs) Okay, but but it's so quick in terms of the killings; they get those those um, out of the way like so quickly. That, but it just keeps going. Like, oh, they're dead, they're dead, they're dead. Like gremlins, you know, like fucking critters. It just fucking goes, man. It's so cool. That's it. That's it. Really fucking good pick. Really fucking love this movie. What a fucking start to 2021. Fun. Something fun, man. Mm, yeah, I really like this. So go on and what, you pick this bad boy. So what are you going to rate it? Uh, I've got, I mean, I think for me, it's got to be a nine breaths out of ten. <sighs> oh, it's got a lot of good memories for me, man. Uh, I, I want to go. I, we can fuck it. We can go for ten, mate. No, go. let's ten this bit. Come on, let's, let's ten it. Best, one of the best B movies. Let's ten it. It is great. Yeah, let's. Yeah, what am I talking about? I'm an idiot. It's got Kevin I'm Bacon. Fucking, I'm a tremor fiend, mate. I love it. Ten, ten, ten. You love a big tremor. Yes. Good. Yeah. That. Fucking great fucking movie, man. Got to do one. No, that was fun. That was fun. And I'm interested now because it's all over to you, big man. Tell me. What you've got. You know what? I figured out that I only own this bad boy on um, VHS, so I'm going to have to fucking go out there and make a purchase now. What what are you picking? I'm I'm, I'm picking uh, one of my, one of the first horror movies I ever watched at a sleepover. I'm picking Child's Play. Oh, fuck. We've not even done Child's Play, have we? Episode 70, we will be doing... Child's Play. We haven't done it. We've done we've done the new one. <laughs> we did the new one two years like hey. two years ago. Awesome. 
But we haven't we haven't touched. What we talked about it loads, but we've not done it. Wow, that's awesome. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that. Awesome. We are actually doing Charles Play Two. <laughs> <laughs> not Charles Play. No, that's a good pick, mate. Good pick. I look forward to talking about that one. Yeah, man. That's that kicked off a fucking oh, what a franchise. Talking about franchises. Fuck it now. Love it. One of the best toy movies out there, I reckon. Okay, cool. Um, yeah, so excited. So next, uh, that was a great fucking first episode of 2021. Um, hopefully we'll be back together soon, hugging and touching each other. We'll see. Until, until then. Um, next episode we will be doing, uh, Relic as our main review. We're then doing our movie from the vault, which we're very looking forward to is fucking Charles Play. And there's only one more thing to say. When there's no more room in hell, here's another podcast. I am the devil, and I am here to do the devil's work. You can follow us on Twitter at DrawOneLast, Instagram at DrawOneLastBreath, or pop us an email at DrawOneLastBreathPod at Hotmail.com. <laughs>